Aloha, lo I was gonna say something I'm, funny. I missed it up right from the beginning. And he uh, he said something. Oh. Um, Aloha, lo loyal listeners to Real Nerds. I am a real nerd. My name is Ryan Frost. To my left is Brad, and to my front, <laughs> whoa, 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 James. across the table, across the table, across the table is James. Yeah, and I love the way that Ryan says "real nerds" because he. He, he I don't know where that accent is from, but he puts an I in there somewhere. So it's like real ner real nerds. Real, real nerds. nerds? Yeah, well, no, no, no. More like just real. Like real. Like he's gangster? Yeah. Like he's yeah, fly? Real nerd. Yeah. Real okay, nerds, here, let me yo. try that again. Welcome to Real Nerds with Ryan. All right, that was pretty good. Uh, That's here. not accurate to the source material. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet people whoa, are surprised whoa, 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 that I have whoa. a smooth, sexy voice and I'm a nerd. Yeah. I mean, we can't make fun too much. Later, I'm going to... Uh, talk about how this Transformers movie wasn't accurate to the source material. <laughs> nice. The source material being toys. Actually, James, I'm glad you said that because I was listening to a couple of our episodes, and I think in only in one I in tell people what movie we're watching this week, and um, we accidentally had a little technical snafu where we uploaded the Green Lantern episode under the Pixar episode. And by we, we mean Brett. For a yeah. whole week. Yeah, yeah, I apologize to the Real Nerds fan base. Uh, well, I, I said... How many emails did you get about it? Zero. He got one for me, a text message today. <laughs> yeah. And it was today. Seven was days after I posted it. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. That's but all right. anyways, so... At least uh, we didn't hurt anybody. I wanted to say, I I think I only said we watched Super 8 in this, <laughs> our first episode at second the beginning. Uh, or the second episode at the beginning. And and I listened to the Green Lantern one for 20 minutes before I realized I was listening to the Green Lantern one again. Oh, and yeah. so now I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, this week's featured movie is Transformers dark of the moon so make sure you hang out for that one oh, yeah. um, there's no three in there either there isn't except you know they did the same thing with uh fast and furious yeah uh they uh, towards the end or fast five i'm sorry towards the almost the launch of the movie they start calling it fast and furious five and i noticed i was watching a tv tra trailer for transformers and it said tf3 on it oh yeah so yeah, people yeah. i guess if you're too dumb to know that the second one came out two years ago, <laughs> you have a refresher. So maybe that. if we're yeah, not the next Michael Bay movie, but the one after that will be called The Bad Boys. The That's Bad what I'm Boys. Hoping for. <laughs> what I'm hoping for is The Bad Boys. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, you have some notes, but I'm going to start off. James, off. we haven't uh, had you here for a few weeks. We're wondering if you saw Green yeah, Lantern. And welcome back. Or Cars, too. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I... Um, I, I mean, understand. I have a cousin. He's he's twelve. He saw Green Lantern. He really liked it. Hmm. Uh, but I don't trust him because he didn't like Thor. So <laughs> I I really don't know what to say. Uh, I listened to your review of it, and it sounded exactly like what I was gonna feel. Um, so I'm not sure. And I haven't seen Cars yet. I honestly don't know if I'm gonna. I may I may wait till DVD. I really that's how little I care. Which which breaks my heart. But. It's just true. you know it's 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 not that shocking. Um, the reason me and Brad saw it one is because it was the only movie that was released last week. Right. Yeah. And two, I only saw the first Cars two weeks ago, three weeks ago, yeah. and I actually enjoyed it. And the second one I thought was fun. So. And you, uh, like I, I I heard you talking about having watched Cars for the first time, and I have to say, you saw Cars after hearing four years of people saying that it was garbage. Yeah, like, it's true. That changes the way I walked into Cars being like. These these people make wonderful movies, and it was good, but it was DreamWorks good to me. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that too. But I think one of the most amazing things they do with the Cars movies, though, is make characters out of Cars. Yeah, where you, you know what I mean? Like they they're people, but they're Cars. I don't know how they do it. They're geniuses at Pixar. Yeah, I don't know how anybody turns a car into a people. I mean, 
And, you know, in cars, too, you also see uh, a plane (laughs) and a train. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which makes me wonder why, like, why in a world where there are no people, there's just cars, why are there planes? Like, are cars getting in planes? Yeah. And they have, like, their own seats and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like little docking stations. Yeah. Do you see see that? Yes, you do. What? They they explain it. They even have car bathrooms. They have car bathrooms. They do. Uh, oh, then oh man! <laughs> Does a car pee on another car like like in uh, no like in Transformers the, One? No. The the funny part is though uh, they kind of make fun of Japanese culture in a way that American serpent like uh, Mater goes into a stall and this really cute like Japanese girl comes and goes I am the and it I don't know you have to see it and it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, right. it's like a combination of a you know a bathroom stall and a car wash. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. I, I you can check. It. I think you can probably wait till DVD. It's not like you have to rush out. It's not yeah. up or the, Wally. The thing that I want to see the most that makes me want to see the most is just that I, I I think it still looks really beautiful. Oh, like dude. the the landscape shots look like they're yeah. They're me and Brad photos. were talking. There's parts where they go through Venice and they go through London. It literally looks like they just took a picture and put it in there. It's oh wow, well. stunning. Cool. But you, I don't expect anything less from them. Yeah. And also, I had me and Brad actually had this. Uh, we were talking a uh, question for you. So, you, have you read the books Game, Game of Thrones? Games of Th- no, but I, I watched the whole show. Exactly, because we read that the people say the show's really good, and every time I read something that you say about it, you don't seem to like the show. I think that show is horrible. Um, <laughs> okay. I think so that think show is horrible. really, really horrible. I think, it's, I think there's a lot of good stuff there. I think that plot-wise, that could be a great mm-hmm. show. Uh, I th- but they... they crammed the whole first book which is i don't know i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess it's a thousand and four pages long uh because <laughs> that's what it looks like, like. Thick. it's yeah. really thick and they cram that whole thing into a season and it feels like that hmm. the interesting thing is that when you talk to fans they adore it and they adore it because it is apparently a perfect adaptation really? like everything that happens in the show happens in the book the same way the dialogue is the same uh but to me, there's really only, like, one character that's interesting, and he's only interesting because he has no plot connected to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually he gets a little bit, but they've they've actually sort of set him up. Like, he's been able to just breathe, and then once he gets a plot, then we, you actually kind of care. Everything else, and they they make you like characters and then kill them off in a way that I don't feel is really interesting. Yeah, you know, actually, it's funny. I was reading my Entertainment Weekly, and they had a spoiler alert in it. Yeah. And it had this character dies. I already knew it was Sean Bean's character. I could he tell, dies but in everything. yeah, that and his like the wardrobe he was wearing. Like, that's not even. They just covered his head on it. But yeah. like you see pictures of him in his wardrobe, and I've never seen the show, but I knew it was Sean Bean's character. And it's I, I don't think it's emotional or important at all. And the stuff that leads up to it doesn't. It doesn't make you feel like it makes sense. See, there's a Spartacus. There's a really. I won't spoil the, like the huge like twist in that show. Um, well, there's actually two or three of them, but. There's one part in it that you actually feel really, your heart's ripped out, and you don't think it would be, but it's just you should watch Spartacus Blood and Sand because there, there's it, a way to kill characters, and, and yeah, and Buffy does it, and Buffy but does it. Anybody too. else does it as as sort of cheaply as Game of Thrones does, and it it just kind of I don't know, it just happens. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's interesting. I've said this before that. Uh, I started watching the show The Borgia about the same time that Game of Thrones started, mm-hmm. and it's another show that sort of. Um, I mean, it's not medieval, but it's historical setting, sort of. Uh, and it's really just about the politics of rulers and, you know, people mm-hmm. fighting over power. Fascinating. And I'll, pretty much, the first five episodes, pretty much the same plot. 
Like, <laughs> exact moments are the same. I, you know, and and that show was amazing. But Game of Thrones just sort of, I don't know, it just sort of flounders. And it looks cheap. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to beat around the bush. It looks better than Hercules, but not good. Interesting. You know, really? I think I heard it heard is more expensive of a production than Deadwood. It was. I, it, I, is. it is. And, it looks and that's cheap. that's actually why. Uh, I think so. Wow. And that's why. It, I mean, yeah, Dead, Deadwood looks amazing, but I, yeah, Game of Thrones is. They they build sets, but they still feel very small. Whereas Deadwood, they built a small town, but that small town feels huge. Right. Um. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Hmm. hmm. You know, I think. It, um. I think and I, it's a shame. I wish it was good. I probably like Spartacus is because it's the the creative writer of it is uh, Stephen Denight, and he did a lot of Angel, mm. and I think he's a cool writer. And it's produced by Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert, so it has a huge visual flair. And you know, someone like Sam Raimi, he he did Hercules and he did Xena. Same with Rob Tappert. And I mean, those shows are entertaining. And so, and, and you have to take them in context because the early and mid '90s is a completely different television exactly. than what we have now. And I it's watched the uh, the special features with Sam Raimi, and he talked about having a huge budget, and he wanted to make a him and Rob Tapper wanted to make a rated R movie every week for Stars, and Stars gave it to him. And I mean, visually, the show's amazing. Um, the first episode has a really big 300 feel to it, but as the show got more and more into the season, you could tell directors started getting their own visual flares into it, and it didn't become as stylized. Yeah. So it's a really cool show. I recommend everybody check out Spartacus Blood and Sand. It's funny, I heard... And there's um, tons of tits in it. <laughs> on uh, on the Totally Red show, Alex Albrecht said that uh, he felt like... He, he agreed with me as far as that show looking cheap, and he said he felt like it was, it was pre-Battlestar Galactica, and I was like, what... You clearly do not know your your t- television history. Alias is the show that changed the way that that t- TV feels and how big of a budget they have and making stuff look cinematic. It just made me mad. Anyway, I, I say that because my folks are watching through yeah. a- uh, Alias right now. Alias is and such a great show. Really good. Um, actually, I have to uh, say correct something that I said last week. I said, uh, or maybe two weeks ago, Matthew Fox joining World War Z. I guess he, he got... Le- he left. Yeah, he left because conflict, so... As yeah. well as at hers. Yep, so no more freaking Jack Shepard, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Because he's amazing. Yeah. Maybe I should just watch Party of Five to get my... Doctor. Was he on Party of Five? He was. Oh, weird. He's in uh, Spoken Aces, but he dies. He does. And that is sad. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But Ben Affleck <laughs> dies in that movie, and that's great. Yeah. Actually, I was actually shocked because Ben Affleck in that movie is one of the top build actors yeah and he dies 10 minutes into it oh it's it was I, a great that was a i great think it's trick. i think it's actually the first scene he's it's the first scene he's in or no, maybe the second. the second yeah and he's just talking and he gets shot because they set him up like there's a scene where he sets up like what they're gonna do and how cool they're gonna yeah. be and then you see him and they're like at the car and bam yeah he's dead it's kind of a cool thing oh yeah that movie's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Anyways, you have some news that you want to share, James. Oh well, not until we're. Oh no, I'm done. That's a watching. Oh, was that all the news? Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. I was, I just oh. had questions to ask you because you haven't been around. Oh, okay. And Tom Hanks thinking that <laughs> that there's they're working on Toy Story four, which. Uh, yeah, they might. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the the Toy Story little if... thing before Cars is really funny. Oh yeah, that's the other reason I kind of want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I just, uh, I got a few things to talk about as far as what I've been watching this week. I cool. don't know if you guys want to do yeah, absolutely. anything. But anyway, uh, the first thing is, have you guys heard of Kevin Pollock's chat show? Mm-hmm. He does, I I didn't know about this until this week because Damon Lindelof was on there and it was, it was almost three hours long and it's, if you're a fan of Lost or if you are a writer, 
it's worth every minute. It really? is it is so good. Uh, I I think so at least. Um, and then I spent the rest of the day watching Kevin Pollock's chat show. It was, you know, like in the background. I put it on, so I wasn't constantly watching it. But it's fantastic. He is an amazing. It's it's sort of set up like Charlie Rose, where he just sits down at a table mm-hmm. with a guest, and he's got Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks sitting there, and they joke, and then they just talk about stuff for what is usually about two hours. That show is fantastic, and it's an it's an internet show. It's not actually on mm. TV. Um, so I don't even know how you find it. I I know that they put the new episodes on YouTube, and then they they do it as a podcast as well. And they're at like 120 episodes or something like that. Uh, but anyway, if you should check it out. I will. Yeah, you should. You at least should listen to the Lost episode because it's fantastic. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, we're about two weeks now into Louis and Wilfred. Have you guys seen Wilfred at all? No. I've seen the promos. It's okay. Got, um... It. It's pretty good. It's not like I was hoping it was gonna blow me out of the water, but it's it's just fun. It's the it's the show where Elijah Wood at the beginning of the first episode tries to kill himself and fails, and then the next thing he knows is his neighbor shows up at his door asking if he'll watch her dog for the day, and her dog is a guy in a dog suit who Elijah Wood sees as a guy in a dog suit and everybody else treats as a dog. And that's the whole premise of the show, is that there is this dog, and he talks to the dog. And it's, like, the funniest jokes in the show, to me, are still the jokes about he's a dog and everybody else thinks he's a dog. But I think it's really good. It's a fun, heartwarming show. What do they talk about? What do they talk about? Oh, well, the, the stories are all, they usually have, like, a quote at the beginning from somebody famous, and then the quote sort of goes away except for one word, and then the whole episode is about that word sort of mm. so the first episode is about happiness the second episode is about trust um sort of you know in the context of a guy who you know is smoking weed with a dog uh which happens a lot um like in the second one he has to trick wilfred which is the name of the dog into going to the vet to get its teeth cleaned which is far more complicated when the dog is a dude um, <laughs> and the dog like makes him feel bad and then anyway it, it's really good uh, but not as good as Louis. Have you guys seen Louis no, at all? I've heard, I've heard of it though. I heard it's really good. Louis is the the Louis C.K. show that's mm-hmm. on FX that actually comes on right after Wilfred. Now it's amazing. It's it's probably the smartest comedy that's on TV right now, and definitely the most heartwarming. Wow. Like the way he writes that show, it's almost a drama, and it you gotta kind of like sort of that awkward comedy. Yeah, he gets into a lot of situations where you're just going like how you're laughing because it's the weirdest situation to be in and there's a lot of like in the very in the pilot of the first season at the end of this date that he's on uh he really creeps out this girl and she runs away and the camera pans to the right and she gets on a helicopter and flies away (laughs) and you know it's it's a every now and then it'll take that turn where it'll just get a little over the top but uh and not bad over the top i mean but that's funny yeah and correct me if i'm wrong doesn't he write direct and star in every episode is he, that correct i don't know if he directs every episode he might he writes and it stars in every episode because um, the episodes are kind of based on his comedy yeah it's actually set up a lot like seinfeld where there's stand up at the beginning and then a show and then usually stand up at the end um what's the deal with double parking you got one car here and the next one's, that's my no, seinfeld. the stand-up comedy is actually really funny <laughs> That's what's really cool about it is that you you don't even need to own a Louis C.K. DVD anymore because you just buy his his uh, I mean there's probably more stand up on a DVD but 
the stand-up that's at the beginning and end of each episode is fantastic. And it's, my it's Jerry hilarious. Seinfeld there, that's not a real Jerry Seinfeld bit, but it sounds like one, doesn't it? <laughs> I wasn't even listening. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much it. Oh, well, I do have two news things to talk about. Yeah. The first one I want to talk about is the fact that Disney's not going to be at Comic-Con this year. Yeah. Which a lot of doesn't necessarily mean that Marvel's not going to be there. Um, people are assuming that that means that Marvel's not going to be there. But for Marvel to not be at Comic-Con, at least Marvel Studios, to not be at Comic-Con would be pretty insane. Yeah, I heard that they weren't going to be there because oh. the they have really nothing to show because they're filming Avengers right now. And they don't have a lot, yeah. They don't have a lot on their slate. But, it, well, you know, we know Amaz- the cr- Amazing Spider-Man is going to be there because we entered the contest for the yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. That's true. But that's not Marvel Studios. No, it's Sony. Right. Uh, but it's interesting to me that that means Joss Whedon, like, this would be... Like Joss Whedon's chance to bring yeah. a big budget movie to Comic Con, which would be huge. Yeah. But at the same time, people are also talking like, I guess Disney has this sort of fan club called D three, which you're probably yeah D twenty three. Oh D twenty three. Oh yeah. okay. Are you a part? Do you know? Uh, well, it's it started nineteen twenty three for people who liked Walt Disney. This is even before you know Mickey Mouse. Oh wow. And he he started off making uh, just this cartoon with Alice. It, 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 in 1920s, he would shoot a f- this little girl as Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and he'd put in cartoon characters with it. And it was really innovative at the time, because it's the 1920s, and you have live action mixed with animation. Oh. And then he went on to create Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, right. which he lost the rights to. Yeah. Um, because the people at NBC said, no, we own Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and you don't own him at all. So you can um, take o- we'll take an Oswald, and you can stick it up your ass, and you can leave. And what he learned from that has actually shaped him who he was, is that when he created Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse is Walt Disney's. And that's why he opened his own animation studio. That's why he opened up an animation college for kids or people going there. They learn from Walt Disney. And that's how he kind of created his empire from what he learned from uh, NBC. But yeah, that started. It's a Disney fan club from 1923. And to be a part of it, I don't even know how you'd be a, you have to pay something, I'm guessing. I'm not oh, part okay. of it. I just know of it because yeah. I'm part, I sign up for everything Disney. So they always send me an email saying, join the D23. Yeah. Well, I, what they're saying is that it's getting so big now that they're thinking that Disney might start their own con and that they might actually be able to throw their weight around and make it not Comic Con, but big enough. Like, big enough well, I'm sure that. They could. Yeah. Um, which it might only ever be like a media thing, not a mm-hmm. thing that people, you know, uh, sort of stay up late at night so that they can be the first people to get tickets so that they can pilgrimage make a hajj to san diego yeah um, you know i always wonder if because uh, i've been reading a lot about a lot of studios pulling out of comic-con this mm-hmm. year is because you know it's getting smaller yeah because you know the big thing is is they fought last year to keep it there yeah. because everybody else wanted to move to los angeles or and so i wonder if it's like backlash kind of from them keeping it in san diego yeah it's also i mean for i don't know i'm gonna say five years now it's been pretty dang big and there's a lot of movies like kick-ass or scott pilgrim that go there and get a whole lot of buzz and people say oh man yeah, this is gonna be, be it, it too. and then it drops and and it's starting to be this trend where people say well yeah comic-con is good and all but when whatever the th- un- unlike um can or or sundance where whatever the big movie that comes out of there that people are talking about goes on to be a big independent film for the year usually whatever's big out of comic-con that people are talking about does really poorly yeah um which is a shame but it, that might be part of why they're that really makes sense it. too yeah it's 
it's kind of cool to me because, you know, in the next couple of years, I would like to go at some point, And if it's going to sell out like it did this year, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? Anyway. You, you got to pretty much be on your computer clicking and clicking. And oh, then. gosh. Yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> you know, three, I think it was the third time that they were like, okay, we're going to sell tickets. And I thought, well, pff, I'm not even going to try this time. I'm just going to wait and, yeah. you know, see if it works this time. Cool. Maybe I'll get on there and think about getting a ticket. But then sold out yeah well me and brad when we went we bought what like a couple months before the show yeah i mean the con I think so yeah yeah but, like it wasn't this instant thing you know where you have to get them six seven but months before. this year's like sold out a year before or yeah something. it's crazy well, it, it sold out in february they they tried to sell tickets i think in november and the site went down because it got rushed and then they tried to sell in december and the site went down because it got rushed and they thought right, so in come mid-february or something they said okay we're we're serious this time we're gonna sell tickets and it was sold out by the morning wasn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy that Comic Con is, I mean, basically powered by nerds, and their I think their website is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it not is. it's not organized very well, and it's hard to navigate through it. I'm just saying that they you'd think they'd be able to get someone like Brad to build a site for them and make well, it good. The, the truth is, at some point, it's they all, the site is there for you to buy tickets and for you to print out a map. Other than that. It's not like nobody goes to Comic Con's website for any other time of the year. All the guests, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. saying they could make it. Oh, for more sure. Easy yeah, yeah, yeah. navigate. Yeah, I mean it's better than George R. R. Martin's website. <laughs> oh, Game of Thrones burn. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Count it. <laughs> hey, if, you, if you guys still want to go to a comic book convention, I've got tickets to New York, New York Comic Con. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. I'm, I don't have the means to get there and stay there yet, but I have, I have bought my tickets because they are readily available. Man. <laughs> Much easier I would love to, get. to go. I would, I would kill to go to New, to New York because I know all the iFanboy guys are going to be there, and that would be cool. But I'm I, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to New York yeah. anytime. My calculation is it's like a minimum of $600 flight and yeah, board. It, that's not, that not too bad if three you days. were planning. Yeah. <laughs> If, if the last time Brad went, happened. he went by himself, and he, you like toured New York City and almost got mugged in Harlem and or Chinatown. Well, where, where were you at? <laughs> I, su- I suspected yeah. I was about to be mugged, but you can uh, let's you can find you can listen to that whole story on Nebcast. You can listen to that whole story actually, on Nebcast. He actually got mugged, but he turned the gun on the guy and and fought him. Nice. The guy knew kung fu. I don't want to reveal Brad my Steel. secret superhero identity on the podcast, but. <laughs> That's, are you the Phoenix? <laughs> are you the the, uh, the Seattle? What's Phoenix? his name? I, I think his it's real the name. Phoenix. It's like Orlando something. Oh, his real name? Yeah, I don't. It's probably Orlando. Or it's, that's no, probably not his no, real it's, name it's just Phoenix Jones. That's oh a, yes, yeah. yeah, Phoenix Jones. Ugh, he's been stabbed and got his ass kicked <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> but that wasn't me. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was, which we got to see tonight, uh, and I was really excited about, we got to see the Mission Impossible trailer. The, that was the really cool. Ghost Protocol, which I thought was a horrible title until they explained like what that means and how it ties into the movie, which is in the trailer. Amazing. I want to yeah. see that movie right now. Speaking of the title, where's the colon? It's not Mission Impossible. It's supposed to be Mission colon Impossible. Dude, you're right. Well, is, yeah. the colon in, uh, is the colon in three? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, it's you know, M colon yeah. dash, it's, dash, dash. What I think is always interesting about that is sometimes movie people... Uh, I thought Mission Impossible Three is the best Mission Impossible, and uh, yes, so far, it's, so far, it's the best action Mission Impossible. I, you know, the plot of the first one I think is still really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I mean, and, but it's I mean, lightning in a bottle. You can't do that trick more than once. No, and so uh, it only it only made a hundred and fifty million or whatever it oh, was shoot. in the mid nineties. Uh, yeah, and so you know they they said, oh well, we have to relaunch this whole thing. Tom Cruise is a liability and. 
you know, I, I still... I, I never, oh, you mean three. Yeah. Three only made... Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, to me, I don't know. I still don't... I, I, I don't know if I'm the only person that does this. I don't look at an actor and think of his personal life. Like, I look at an actor like Tom yeah. Cruise, and I say, oh, he makes cool movies. There are, there, are, there are some instances where I do and some where I don't. Yeah, Tom Cruise, like, if, if I'm looking at him and I just see Tom Cruise, n- n- no, I don't, like, he, he's the crazy Scientologist guy. If he's in a movie, no, it totally goes away. Uh, unfortunately, when it's something like Mel Gibson, I can't not see it anymore. Like, that one is, is so thick that I see him now and, and it, he means a lot of other things to me than, like, a little bit crazy, you know, Hollywood's always, everybody yeah. in Hollywood's crazy, so Tom Cruise jumping on a couch once does not ruin how good Mission Impossible and I mean, is. Really, jumping on a couch isn't the same as, like, and he was saying that yeah, he loves, racial slurs around and He's saying he loves somebody women. that he when he yeah. jumped on the couch, and that makes him crazy, yeah. but how long has he been married to Katie Holmes? Yeah, oh yeah, Cameron, no. it's It's like eight to ten years, I'm guessing. Yeah. He's been married to her for a long, long time. I mean, well, at least, and it's it's certainly long no. for Hollywood. Well, no, because his daughter is, how old's his daughter? Four? She's like, she's like five? four or five, yeah. Yeah. But they got pregnant pretty quick, so it's been like six, six, six seven, or seven years. I'd say six to eight still, years. Yeah, it's somewhere in there, and it's 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 impressive, and you, like, you, I don't know, I don't, I assume that you see pictures of them now out, out and they're happy, I don't know. But even I then, I mean, people treated Katie Holmes like she's some sort of, like, I don't even know what you'd call her, but you know that she shouldn't be dating Tom Cruise, but you never... Do you ever hear anything about him? No, no, you don't. I think they're, yeah. I think they're a happy, stable cu- couple to me, or at least normal. Yeah. Normal, you know what I mean. Other than the Scientology crap, yeah, but uh, whatever. Yeah, that, that, that's just bridge um, movie people who want to waste their money. To me, yeah. It's, oh yeah, you pay money and you're high up, and... and and as long as he's not out there, you know, telling people that they're ignorant because they like uh, psychology, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I mean. I, I never look at somebody in a, in a movie and be like, oh, in real life, that dude's a douchebag. No. Because, no. I, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's just me. Because, well, part of that is that we're trained to watch movies and think of that person as the character. If yeah. We, if we did that all the time, we'd be like, oh, that's, you know, you know, you see a movie with John Hammond and you go, oh, that, that guy's actually funny, but right now he's being serious. Like, I don't do that. When I watch yeah. Mad Men, he's Don Draper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I see him somewhere else, he's somebody else. He's really good in Bridesmaid. Uh, I'm, I'm used to doing that kind of thing. Uh, but the Ghost Protocol trailer was badass. Yeah, and I'm excited because like because Simon Pegg ran into a building with a gun and was shooting. I thought that was that cool. was cool. <laughs> that was cool. But it's also you know it's Brad Bird, mm-hmm. the guy who at this that's point that's why I'm not... most interested to figure out is him doing live action. Like I and wanna... yeah, and action like you know there's action in the animated movies that he's done, but it's not it's not the same. You like there's a I feel like there's a different. In animation, um, you can do whatever you want. Right. With live yeah. action, you have limitations of physical people. Yeah. And I think it'd be interesting to see how he works with real actors, because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously... I was reading an interview with um, John Lasseter, you know, uh, Pixar's head guy, and he said Brad Bird's a dickhead. But he... But really? In so many words. He was talking about The Incredibles and how hard it was for people to work with him, because he demands this, he demands that. And in a roundabout way, he was calling him, like, a professional dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he... He puts Demanding. out, yeah, great material, but it's, he's really hard to work for. So I think it'd be interesting because you have Tom Cruise, who obviously is one of the has one of the biggest egos in Hollywood, yeah. and then you get a director that might not take any crap from him. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. you know what? Actually, I thought was interesting. But at the same time, I mean, Tom Cruise has had his ego popped a few times in the last few years. Yeah, and I, like, he hasn't I, had a big movie in a while. No, but you know what I thought was interesting too. What I noticed about the Ghost Protocol trailer is a bad robot is the company that's mm-hmm. producing it. Yeah, yeah. 
So go JJ Abrams. It still feels it still looks very Mission Impossible three. Yeah. Like it out of the first three movies, that is the one that they are definitely following up. Uh obviously since it's got some of the same actors in it, but uh And the go to guy now, Jeremy Rainier. He's Yeah. He's Renner, whatever. The only thing that puts me off is the again he's like scaling a building, just like Mission Impossible three he was on. Like he was gonna jump off oh, yeah, that yeah, big yeah. one and now there's again he's of... climbing up one, so it's kinda well, like there's going a back lot to the of well. climbing the, the climbing thing kind of comes from two, I guess, because that one opens with him. Oh, on rock cliff. climbing! Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite Easter eggs cool on song. any DVD is the Ben Stiller, Tom Cruise, yes. uh, movie MTV Movie Award vignette. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Tom, uh, obviously, because Ben Stiller does a great Tom Cruise, and he's Tom Cruise's personal stunt guy, and he changed his name to Tom Cruise, but he spells it C R O O Z E. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's, and you have to. It's to, really good. It's an Easter egg, so you have to get to it. You have to answer a question about the movie. I forget exactly where it is. Hmm. I'd have to pop in the DVD again, but you... You can just get it on YouTube. Yeah, or you can I get mean, it on YouTube, or you can do it the cool way when there's Easter eggs on DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was really excited we got to see that. Yeah, that was cool. On the big screen. By the way, speaking of Tom Cruise, whatever happened to him running United Artists? Because I haven't seen a United Artists picture in a while. I think the last one I saw was uh, Valkyrie. Was it really? Yeah. I think they actually merged with somebody, because he's still the head of it with that but actually i thought it was weird too because he usually does what's pamela wagner is his producing partner i laura think wagner. laura wagner whatever wagner something it's some woman but in it was a bad robot tom cruise production so hmm. i don't know if uh they had a little split there yeah maybe i mean i don't read gossip things online so i, yeah, no, <laughs> I have no idea and it was interesting because this morning i was uh my mom was listening to radio and the guys were talking about um they didn't know what they were talking about but they were talking about uh how much money uh, Shia LaBeouf is making and just assuming that it was a whole lot of money. And I'm sure he's making a lot of money, but it's interesting because two years ago when the last Transformers came out, he was that year, he was actually at the bottom as far as the ratio between how much money his movies made and how much money he made. Uh, Whereas people like Tom Cruise, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody who I don't even think he had a big movie that year. I think it was maybe like Will Ferrell or something like that who was at the top and it's because people like Tom Cruise came from come from an era where they were still giving you points people like Shia LaBeouf don't get a portion no. of the profits from movies anymore and the, Tom Cruise might not anymore either yeah with, I, I with think... how cheap his movies are getting and how um how perform how, how they've been performing he probably isn't I think the last one I read was uh Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull it was the last one I read someone getting points for the movie yeah yeah. And I think he ended up making like eighty million dollars for that movie. And there's there's some people who should because there's some people like, you know, you throw Will Will Smith or Harrison Ford into a movie and that movie's going to make at least well, yeah. another forty million dollars. What, what movie? Now should they get eighty million dollars for bringing forty? No, but there are definitely people who you know when when their name is going to get people in the theater, they, oh, they yeah. should get. A I forget what movie it was for Tom Cruise, but, but he made, I think it's maybe Mission Impossible too. He made like a hundred and twenty million dollars for that movie yeah. because you know they take the worldwide gross too. Yeah, and it's something like five hundred million worldwide. Yeah. So, but they don't get DVD usually. No, but still, <laughs> that's where people make money. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's all I have. Do you have anything this week, news-wise? No. Yeah. God, you're worthless. Worthless. You just sit here in your Tron shirt, thinking you're. <laughs> My broken into Tron shirt. <laughs> oh, my carjacking cool. yeah, Tron shirt. Yeah. Did they steal his iPod? Probably. Tron that pod. Sucks. 
Who wants to drive a Tron Pod? Uh, Anywho, I've read some like there's some Dark Knight stuff. There's like casting calls, but yeah, there's nothing really interesting news wise that I found. Yeah, I I got excited when I saw the cover art for Jurassic Park on Blu-ray. Yeah, but I hate that I have to pay to have Jurassic Park three because I don't want that. Yeah, I just (laughs) want the first one. Yeah. I still think the second one's not I, bad. I, I really like the second one. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not the first one, but it, I... It's all right, but I'm just like, for Blu-ray, mm-hmm. I only want yeah. the first one. Like, yeah. I've got oh, the yeah. others on DVD, well, and that's fine. I'm probably going to wait a year, and it'll be on. It'll be yeah, solo. Exactly. For sure. Or you get it on uh, Black Friday. They'll probably, they'll probably be on sale on Black Friday, because I think it's out in October. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the 25th or something of October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways... I haven't uh, watched anything, I don't think. I've just been working on this stupid Real Nerds website. God, what a butthead. <laughs> Anyways, you will be listening to a word from our sponsor this week, which I is my favorite sponsor that we've had on the show so far. Um, so yeah, when we come back, we will be reviewing Transformers Dark of the Moon. Every now and then, a man loses his keys. Oh my god. Has anyone seen my keys? Anyone? Oh, everybody's upstairs. In a movie with intense martial arts action performed by dangerous ninjas. Stupid rock! Oh god, oh god, oh god. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. No, seriously, real ninjas. And Oscar worthy performances from one of the greatest casts ever assembled. Ah! I found my keys. They were in my pocket. <laughs> Damn it, these are Fred's keys. Fred! Nebulous Visions presents the greatest movie in the history of cinema. Have you seen my key? Oh! What? Oh! Oh, God! Ah! I think you crushed them all. I-L-M-K. I lost my keys. <laughs> Welcome back to Real Nerds. Um, when we were no, 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 start over. <laughs> oh, come on! I can't cut it right. Why not? Because I'm limited by. Why can't you cut it right before? Now we're just okay. Just go. <laughs> it's ruined. Oh. Welcome back to Real Nerds. I'm Ryan with Brad and James, and we had an amazing banter when the commercial was playing. But uh, we'll save that for a DVD extra. Yeah, it's recorded, but you're never going to hear it. You're, you're never going to hear it because... Or if you do hear it, it will be a DVD. Oh, we'll, you we'll, already made that joke. I'm, we'll I'm, have an outtake I'm section. Done. I'm We're going to save it for a monetary. I'm done. I give up. What, what's you. the Judd Apatow, Linorama? One of these days, I'm going to start listening to Ryan while we do this. I know. Nobody does. <laughs> Remember when we were doing the one upstairs and Brad said, are you going to say the name of the show? I said it like five minutes before he said oh, that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was watching our technical I, I tell you, no respect at all. I just missed it. Anyways... He hey, you know what movie we saw? Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Do you want to hear the trailer? Well, here you go. Our entire space race of the 1960s was in response to an event. seen here. We'll do time for treason.
everything humans know of our planet we were told had been shared. You lied to us. You've made a grave mistake. took over the planet. We find I promise it. It's over. I'm sorry, but it's over. in us, but never in yourselves. From here, the fight will be your own. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, that trailer really got me excited. <laughs> um, as being, and I don't mean to put you on the spot here, James, but I'm going to say you're the only Transformer movie fan here. Is that correct in that statement, Brad? I, absolutely. And so, Oh, you mean you were asking Brad whether or not he is? Yeah, because I mean, I already kind of knew, but I was just making sure before I launch into my next question. So you're the fan, and when you saw this movie, how did you feel watching Transformers Dark of the Moon? It's great. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Um, there's uh, especially I'm I'm interested to see what you think, especially since you didn't see the second one, which is easily the worst of the three, and where the sort of the sense of humor is just horrible. Uh, <laughs> and that's that same sense of humor is still in this movie. There's a lot of just absurdism that sometimes is really funny and sometimes isn't. Uh, but as far as just being pretty and fun to watch. I I really enjoyed it. And maybe the best plot out of all of them, which I know, I know, right? Like, that's... I'm leaving, that, getting up. That is insane, but maybe the best plot out of all of them because there at least is some substance to it. Yeah. Like, um, there, okay. Please elaborate. There's something, there's something to follow. I'll, I'll tell you because I am not a fan of these movies at all. And I'll tell you how I felt watching it. Um, there was parts in that movie, and I will say this, it's the first movie I've seen since Avatar, where 3D is actually kind of warranted. Yeah. We saw uh, it in 3D, by the way. We did see it in 3D. So, there, I mean, there's moments like the beginning where that ship's rocketing through uh, stuff. I mean, you get a sense of that is, the depth. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen in 3D. And well, No, sorry, I forgot about How to Train Your Dragon. But it's the second coolest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in 3D. But, you know, it's, it's cool. But where my problem with these movies come from is... Just you, you, you hit the absurdity of everything else. And to tell you the truth, I actually think the best part of that movie is Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, because he's that's, yeah that's because he actually saying. grounds the movie, mm-hmm. and he's the, I guess he's the 
if you were in the movie, you would be him. Uh, does that make sense? Like he's taking you with him, and so he represents the audience. He represents yeah. the audience, I guess. Yeah, thank you. So that's how I feel, and I think he's actually pretty good. And I, I actually think he's a pretty good actor, and he, yeah, he, you know, I'd never, I like him and everything. I even, I still think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is not that bad of a movie, and. Uh, and I was waiting for the implosion. No, I'm I'm there with you. I don't think it's that bad. I actually, uh, I think it's that bad. I got. I used to not think it was that bad. Now I think it's that bad. But anyways, uh, but when I watch that movie, I can't stand so many bizarre things. Like what, what's up with the two little transformers? Are they supposed to be funny? Because to me, they're yeah, just they're annoying. supposed to be funny. Yeah. To me, and every watching now, it, it's every annoying. now and then, there's a moment where they're like, I thought they were a little charming. The one with the hair—they've never had hair in these movies. The robots have never had hair before, but this movie—I did like the Predator homage. Yeah, one. It's totally a Predator. Yeah, which was weird. Um, I, I assume the hair is just like really thin wires. Yeah, it looked like well, because he was supposed to be a computer. I thought they were supposed to be like, uh, you know, cyber optic, cyber optic. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Fiber uh, optic, fiber optic yeah. cables. Yeah. Whenever they're on screen, all I could, I could not stop thinking that. At least one of them was idiot chitix. <laughs> and the one, the one that didn't have hair—that's the one that humped Megan Fox in the last movie. So I was sad to have him back, but he was far less obnoxious. Um, but see, that's what I don't get is too. These robots are from another planet. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they have like, and they have so many racial stereotypes yeah. and human nationalities. I don't get it. Yeah, like in their voices because they, they, they do. They don't. They don't have to have that because um, Optimus Prime and Megatron don't have that. You know. Well, they're white. I mean, like you're 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 setting them being white as the norm. Like they have to have no, the no, 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 no. I mean, you have the the Scottish fat car guy. Where they have accents, and that... then the the Irish guy, and then the Italian guy. Yeah, I mean, they're... well, and they 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 explain that in the first one as being like that they learn everything, and they all they're all NASCAR. The they are, were they NASCAR in the second one? NASCAR. Yeah, the, all those their cars were NASCAR cars. Like there was the Dell Earnhardt car, the Jimmy Johnson car. Oh, those those are the Wrecking Bots cars. Oh, yeah. those ones. Yeah, there was. There's just two of those. Yeah, they weren't all. There was, they didn't there all was four of them NASCAR. because the Scottish guy was a Target car. Hmm. And then there was. I didn't even notice. I mean that that right there is just the product placement. Oh yeah, that, that has no. That probably has nothing to do with them being NASCAR as much as. They're, it's just product placement. I just like, think I guess they just copied because they saw them on TV. I guess yeah. the NASCAR guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just you know I don't watch any NASCAR's of these. A big sell. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but yeah. the, you don't see them in any of the other like no parts I mean, of the movie. There's I, there's a couple of movie uh, of robots that are from the past movies, but every, everybody else pretty much is new. Like Ironhide and Bumblebee and Optimus, I think are the only Autobots, and those two little guys. But they were Decept- Decepticons in the last one. Uh, oh, that, thank you. I was wondering because I thought they were villains in the last one. My Revenge of the well, Fallen the memory is, is a little shaky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing like the one with the big eye and like the weird jaw. It was the other one that was like basically made out of sticks. Yeah, the guy of. with yeah. the guy with hair was not in the last one, but the like the one that was an RC car. Yeah, he was a Decepticon in the last one. I will say this though too. I'm really they did tone down the silliness with Optimus Prime a lot, and I I like that. You know, I the one of my biggest pet peeves from the first movie. Is when they're trying to hide from his parents. Oh yeah, and they're like, whoa, 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 and they're knocking over stuff. It, it's just, and and they toned down his parents a lot as well. Yeah. Like his parents, and especially in the last one, uh, were just way over the top. And in this one, there is, I, I think, a charming level of their weird stuff. Like, oh well, yeah, you, the the movie has a certain sense of humor that you're either gonna enjoy or you're not. And I I kind of enjoy it. Um, so it seems like 
or, or characters like his mom, who is always she always goes too far and is way too okay with talking about certain things. Uh, I I think it's fun. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna make excuses. I I really enjoyed this movie, like in a in a weird way, and I I'm excited to go see it again. Uh, and part of that is that the Transformers have always been something I really liked. I was really into Beast Wars when I was little. I thought that was great. Um, so getting to see this is sort of like it's not like seeing a Spider-Man movie, but it's like seeing I don't know something else from when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and plus I'm a, I'm a Michael Bay fan. Uh, I mean, unabashedly, I, so his action to okay. me is just fantastic. Well, uh, uh, you can chime in whenever you want, Brad. But like <laughs> again, m- one of my problems with the movie too is Michael Bay can shoot action better than anybody. Yeah, I don't know, maybe not better than anybody, but no. he's comparable. In, yeah, yeah, to a, lo- a lot of elite as, directors. As far as everything being very big, he makes everything very big. Yeah, but his his small moments and his dramatic moments are not very good. Nope. He, mm. It seems like he can't get performances out of actors besides shia i actually think he's really good yeah but i mean you have the the part where they're driving into chicago which is an amazing sequence don't get me wrong but when they're driving in and shia is like looking at all the destruction like the rest of the stuff around it seems really out of place like he's he's looking and he's acting but then the people running and like to me he doesn't have I don't know if he doesn't have the director capabilities and he's more talented than me. So I'm not knocking that, but to get those moments from people, like he just, does, he can't do it. I, I think at a certain level, he doesn't care. Oh, he, some of, some I of don't that think stuff is too. so small that he knows that people that are there for his kind of movie aren't even going to notice. Like, um, you know, his, his sort of dramatic moments in the movie are so short and so that they're practically unimportant. Like you, I, I guess that Shia LaBeouf has a story arc in this that I'm supposed to feel like, okay, he's he's learned this lesson by the end, but I don't care. Uh, I care that, like, they almost fall out of a building at one point. That's what I care about. Yeah, I mean, um, there's there's moments, like, especially when they're in Chicago, that, I mean, visually and effects-wise are just mind-blowing. <coughs> but Sorry. there's also parts, too, where <laughs> debris would be falling, and it like it wasn't rendered enough or it didn't have enough shading. And I could see, like, it didn't look right. Like, it was too white or too gray. Yeah, I think or it might be an effect of the 3D, because yeah. uh, at certain depths, things just kind of fall out of focus. There was even, like, a close-up of Shia LaBeouf that was distorted because of yeah. Yeah. the 3D. Yeah, I think there was definitely some of that, and there was definitely a little of him uh, doing too much 3D, where it obviously was, was pushing the boundaries of what they had time for. Because I remember specifically there's one shot where they're, it's the shot where they're they're coming into Chicago, and the uh, the Decepticon hits... Uh, Optimus and knocks his trailer off. Mm-hmm. That trailer is like plastic. Like, yeah, that trailer doesn't I agree. look right. But uh, that was the only time where I noticed. This no, but I mean, there's being... parts where uh... I mean, because that opening, uh, uh, we haven't really talked about. It. You mentioned it. The opening five minutes of the movie, I want a whole movie of that. Yeah. I want. I, it made me want a good Star Wars movie. It made me want a a good space action film. Well, yeah, because it was just beautiful. But it was gorgeous. You know what I think too? Why that scene worked really well. It sounds really. This might sound stupid, but it's the lighting in it. Where, where the, the problem I had with the new Star Wars, they seem so candy coated. Yeah. And everything's so bright. 
Where if I was in space, it, to me, it would look like that movie. It looks like an alien movie. When you movie. have shadows, you get depth. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it looks cool. And like, you know, you see the robots shooting the guns and, yeah. and that's just cool. It but actually was distracting to me because I thought, man, if Prometheus has anything like this in the movie, I probably will see Prometheus in 3D if it's offered. Because <laughs> it, it was just gorgeous. Dark of the Moon kind of like a nod to the space jockey. Like when the what? astronauts go to um, investigate the crash, oh, it, they, it did that little thing that they found the little orb in. It looked like the space jockey to me. Oh, I was thinking Alien. of because uh, they find the captain that's in the ship, and he is sort of like like I mean, he he's, died he's in the sitting. Seat, yeah. He's sitting kind of in a space jockey. That's cool. But like the shape oh, and the framing jockey. of the shot just was like a nod to Alien. How did that become a thing? How is the space jockey like what that? How does that even have a name? Why do people remember the space jockey so well? It's probably in the because the extra features of Alien. That's how I know it. They're <laughs> oh. talking about um, yeah, H.R. Geiger. H.R. Geiger, yeah. Sorry, I thought I was saying H.G. Wells for a second. H.R. Geiger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Giger. Probably because he's German. German, yeah. That's how he's he's on camera. He's saying his own name, so that's, Ugh. yeah. I you know what I didn't like, though, at the opening? I didn't like how um, JFK looked. Yeah, he was... Yeah, yeah. something I, was wrong with that. I knew that was going to be a thing, but to be honest, I was thinking about this... That's maybe one of the hardest technical things to do in movies. Well, yeah, I mean, have, I, that, that's like, why I wouldn't do it in the movie. Like, if me I being, I would have just cast a guy who kind of looked like him and said, "This is exactly because people will accept that." And yes, I don't think what he did works as far as the using different cameras and using different camera filters and using some CG JFK and some yeah, that, different actor. I don't think it worked. But I think he was at least trying something different that I, I I can't necessarily mark him against for that. Like I think he had an idea of like I oh this will be cool I'll do these things and it'll sort of honestly what he was he, he was trying to distract us from the fact that it was not really JFK uh, and it just doesn't work. But to me like as a as a director again um if I was making a movie and that looked like that I would just cut it. Because yeah. you don't need it, because you can use archival footage, and they obviously used archival, and we, uh, you know, audio. Yeah, the, and then they the cut to college. then they cut to the actor saying it, and it didn't sound anything like the real JFK. Yeah. And to me, I'm just and we we knew we like what happens on yeah, scene. We knew, but see, to me, that's what like uh, that's what kills movies for me sometimes. Is it you go there because they should be able to get you into the movie, but stuff like that really takes me out mm-hmm. of it. And you have the technology, and if you can't pull it off, I don't think you should do it in movies. And I say that, even being a huge Spider-Man fan that I am, one of my least favorite shots in any Spider-Man movie is in Spider-Man 2, when uh, he's fighting Doc Ock, and Doc Ock has Aunt May, and Spider-Man shoots his webs on both sides and starts walking backwards to slingshot himself. I think it's not animated properly. Hmm. So it really bugs me, and that, and that's I, the I've only. I've never noticed it. I always like that. That's the only negative I thing. Like I'll... the running across the rooftops uh, when he first starts using his. Abilities oh, when he's like, yeah, yeah, I mean that's bad yeah. too. But I, I forgive that one. Yeah, because they still can't. To this day, I said it in the Green Lantern review. They cannot get people flying right, no matter how hard they try in movies. They got them flying right in this movie. I don't know. There's a point where you get that's real. Josh like. Dashumel, what's his name? Something yeah, whatever. something like it. He's like else. looking this way, and you can the green screen is really bad. Oh, I didn't even notice. I oh, I didn't notice a, a scene of him, like uh, like a close up of him when they were flying. I don't remember that. But the the shots of those guys flying through the buildings, yeah, it was I cool. thought they were pretty cool. No, they were cool, that's especially because awesome it's set yeah. Oh no, no, that, that's real. No, like, that that's, no, that was cool. But I, but you know, I will say this too about that movie. They didn't do the force three D 
as mm-hmm. much as I've seen in other movies. I mean, a couple oh, yeah. of times when they did the POV with like the gun to the left, I thought that was a little distracting. But other than yeah, that, yeah, it was distracting. I, well, but they didn't do the mean, whole. But... Even when Optimus Prime was giving orders and he's pointing, they didn't do that stupid where the no. camera's his fingers right. At the, you know what I mean? In, fa- in fact, there were a lot of times where I noticed that it was not really in 3D, where they had sort of taken the effect away because they were like, "Well, we're not using it here, and it's it'll it'll be just it'll hurt the movie if we use it and here." I think that's... And then when they had something cool to do, then it came out. Yeah, I think that's and how, why how he did that. I don't know. It it's. I think that's why it's effective. Avatar. I think that's why it's effective because you get. Movies that, I mean, I saw in 2D, like Pirates of the Caribbean, where you have these forced perspectives where they're, you know, or they use, I always say this in the Resident Evil movie, and they do it in a lot of uh, 3D movies, is they put, oh, we'll put bars in front of the camera, (laughs) so it adds that extra depth. But uh, what I did like about this movie is they didn't force you into those moments. You know what I mean? If uh, the depth came from the tentacles of shockwave going up yeah you still got the sense i was in 3d and you didn't have to be forced to mm-hmm. you know like a goofy camera angle and stuff that's really unnatural and there was never a time where there were people and it was just a scene of people talking where i even well i there were times when i was thinking about it and i was looking and i was like well this is not they're not doing anything with the 3d here that is distracting but it was that it has just a little bit of depth yeah. in a way that doesn't it doesn't need to be there but doesn't take the important thing is it doesn't take away from the times where the 3d is cool yeah you know i think too that's that of i mean i actually kind of enjoyed the movie there's just parts of it where it just really took me out of the movie oh yeah and but i mean there's some moments even when uh they're trying to race back to to warn optimus you know when bumblebee transforms and shoots Sam out of him and he's turning around and I think that was a really cool scene you know yeah. and and he he didn't look too CG to me and I think they're no. finally starting to get that bridge yeah. you know even what I the, mean even the scene there's a later scene where uh, with the grappling hook that, yeah. way, that way we don't have to spoil it um, which the end of that scene as a fan of Transformers as a whole and of these movies what happens at the end of that scene yeah, is cool to me like the fact that that Sam Witwicky is able to do what he does and to that character is really cool. Yeah. But anyway, that in that scene, there's a CG him that flies sort of at the camera, and it looks a little waxy, but in a way that I'm okay with. Yeah, because I think they're actually starting to make really horrible. They're starting to make steps forward, and it's not bad. Yeah. Actually, my favorite death in it is I won't say who dies, but uh, was the Mortal Kombat spine rip. <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah. And that's why I think it's funny about movies and the ratings is you have violence. I mean, it's not. I mean, you have robots that are getting hit and blood's pouring out of them. Which, by the way, did they have red blood in the past movies? The there were a couple times where, yeah, the robots shot, like, red blood out of them, which was weird. In this one. In this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah not, in the, past not in the past one. But that's yeah. what I mean. This movie's PG. But also, they all had a lot of saliva for some reason, which was the worst I assumed 3D. it was just oil. Yeah. The worst 3D was yeah. when Starscream is spitting at the camera. Yeah. I'm going, ah, ah. Yeah. I just assumed it was oil. Or, yeah, or well, some but fluid. Well, uh, but there's the... Um, the guy who's the the sort of dragon bird thing, there's a moment where he opens his mouth and there's like saliva mm-hmm. there, which that kind of thing is kind of cool. But yeah, you know, the, but I, I'm just saying the violence is, I mean, I don't care. I like violent things, but you know, it's PG 13, but you have a spine rip. You have guns that are shot point blank range and blowing things up. People getting and people evaporated. getting evaporated <laughs> and skulls rolling on the ground and they get away with it. Just like star Wars, you know, you get, you have decapitations and, but there's not a lot of blood. And, yeah, and it's robots. And it's robots. I think that's how they get away with it because you see something. You know, I always go back to this because 
Friday Thirteenth is so tame now, and I think the violence in where people are getting you know evaporated and the robots are like literally coughing up blood and when uh, uh, one robot shoots another robot point blank in the head and then there's like blood pouring out of his I mean like that's pretty graphic and I mean yeah. I don't care obviously I just think it's an interesting that's how you can get away with it and also the, for P13 they I think they covered every one instance of every swear word you could when did they say the, the F word they didn't say the F word I think um, did they, they say cut it? away from it after the this is a whole I think cluster. one of the little robot yeah he was gonna but he didn't say it uh, there's also I, I should wrote it down but I think there's another one earlier I think so. you're you may be right but yeah. Yeah. maybe but I mean everybody does that now like, but, oh, yeah. that's not movie, really my point the last like, three movies I've seen they have said that yeah <laughs> like all summer people yeah, have been dropping F bombs yeah, yeah um, you cool. can say it once because it's yeah. just you know it's like someone it's when you say it twice that it's bad I it's watched like one a, person did it and they're like oh my god you can do that now everyone's doing well, it I watched yeah. a documentary about it, the documentary wasn't that good but it was about the motion picture is it this ratings. one was not right yeah, right yeah. It's, it's a good it's a I really enjoy that it's interesting um but like uh when I, I don't, I forget what director it was, but they were talking about it saying, "Yeah, if you have the opportunity to use the F word, we use it." And I, I forget, I forget who was saying it. But it was kind of funny because yeah. I mean, I would too if I was a director, and I would push the limits. And obviously, I think they did with this movie with the violence and. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's not that bad. Like I, I think that it does make a difference that it's that it's robots and that it's done. You know, yeah, there's some like some sort of blood stuff, but it's really quick and not really. It, I think that. Comparing this film to, say, I don't know, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight is a rated R film to me. Because every nothing in this movie is as bad as the pencil in The Dark Knight. Because the pencil is disturbing and violent and chaotic in a way that would give a kid nightmares. The, the way that I don't think that robots fighting or getting shot but in the head. That we're, I'll argue. I mean, it's, it's, it's quantity, uh, you know, a lot of like, you know, good guys shoot bad guys in the head. Like, that mentality... Sure, but uh, as far as like things that I would think are visually disturbing, I don't think there's anything in this movie that's really that bad. Well, the, the only argument For I'll PG have 13. with that is in the Dark Knight, you never actually see him hit him hit the pencil. Like the cut's so quick, you don't no you don't need, and there's to. no blood. That's it, what it's, I'm it's saying. The, I think it's, the, it's your mind that plays with it. I think it's more graphic to have a robot literally rip the head off another robot and see the spine come touring out with blood shooting out. To me, that's I think that's more graphic. But I mean. It, Again, I was just, you know, I'm just saying yeah. that it's amazing that they can get away with it now because... Yeah. It's like the Dark Knight. And, and <laughs> like, I think PG-13, I don't know. I, you know, I just went and spent a, a week and a half with my cousins and, you know, one of them is 15, the next one is 13. I don't know. I think a 13-year-old boy could absolutely see this movie and not... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not, like, saying that, you know, you shouldn't see it or anything. I'm just, I just think it's interesting the... The parallels and how, what you can get away oh, with, yeah. with because they're not human. Yeah. But even though they act like humans and they do mm-hmm. human things, I mean, they even say Optimus Prime. What saves him is the humanity yeah. that he shows. Anyways, you were saying, Brad? Oh, I was going to say because you mentioned the Dark Knight. Uh, a lot of a lot of this movie, I felt, was taking nods from the Dark Knight. Like the soundtrack. The soundtrack is Inception. Is it Inception? Well, there's the scene where they jump out of the building and are flying down the building, and it's going, <laughs> yeah. Like I just that. watched The Dark Knight on uh, cable like recently, so it's just like immediately, even in the first five minutes, the yeah. soundtrack was just it sounds so similar. And then the whole finale is in Chicago, almost like they're saying <laughs> the Dark Knight didn't do enough with this location, so here yeah. we're gonna go balls out and just. Well, it's really just because Michael Bay hasn't destroyed Chicago. You know, yet. I actually <laughs> thought it was 
I don't know if it's this might make me sound like a terrible person, but I've n- I haven't seen that destruction in America in a movie since September 11th. Nope. I mean, and they had buildings <laughs> collapsing, and I mean, I'm not oversensitive. I'm just I was just thinking as I was driving to your house, my like, wow, it's, they haven't really shown as far as America getting global destroyed. scale destruction. It's, I think it's yeah. better than any Roland Emmerich film. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and he's been avoiding like real cities for the last ten years. Uh, there was a movie this year that actually destroyed New York, and I don't remember what it is. Um, I don't remember. Or maybe it hasn't come out yet. Either way, they're like, um, shoot, somebody was just talking about this. But yeah, it's it, it is like it's been ten years, and now you can destroy a big city again. Um, but I, it doesn't feel like no, yeah. It's Cloverfield movies like Cloverfield to me are the movies that hit that vein as far as, um, you know, sensitivities to that subject. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, yeah, we've no, seen I mean, this before. I don't it's have not... sense. I was just, I was just, you know, it actually just struck me. And I, I just didn't think that last time I saw like a destruction of a city in America oh, Battle been a long LA. time. Hmm. If you saw Battle of LA. I did not. I saw the trailers. It's pretty good. <laughs> War of the Worlds. Yeah, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, you don't see a lot of destroying cities. You see a lot of like. They, they destroy like New York. They destroy. Part of New York. Yeah. Well, they, they destroy like that street, you know. And then you see... Do you know like, War of the Worlds was shot like in five months? And it was out in theaters like in nine? Spielberg's really efficient. He is. He's had a lot of practice. I, I think that movie's really good. I think yeah. it's just amazing to me. Well, and that I think that, that seems to be what he's doing with Warhorse too. I think Warhorse comes out in December, December or something like that. And he just started filming that like at Christmas or before. The trailer for that was pretty good. So, Brad, what did you think of Transformers since me and James got on our little? Sorry, I just, I'm just, I've been trained not to talk over people. So, and like you guys cover a lot of stuff. So, no, I'm just curious. Like my review is just really short. Like I thought the 3D was fantastic. I thought the action was ten times better than any other Transformer movie um, so far, and just most movies in general. Like the, and it's it's what two and a half hours, Maybe, almost yeah. three hours. It is a little long. It is really long, and it's. <laughs> Um, my big gripe is just the dialogue and there's so much exposition in the beginning of technical stuff and you've got, and it's technical stuff that's not even like rooted in reality so you can understand it. Yeah. It's so fantastical and like trying to remember Revenge of the Fallen where like another Transformers fan pointed out there's like something where um, if Optimus is a prime and Megatron's a prime and the Fallen's a prime like one of them should be able to kill the other or revive the other. I can't remember. I don't remember. think Megatron is a prime. But any yeah, that's yeah yeah uh, so there's like some like logic glitch in there and then I was trying to carry that over into this movie and oh um, that's way too I mean which I probably shouldn't be doing <laughs> this is yeah that the, your really logic really, glitches yeah you know, uh, no yeah I, now that I think about it I'm I'm sure because the fallen is a prime uh, and that guy that old guy that dies in in two is also a prime but I'm pretty positive that Me- Megatron is not a prime. But anyway, that that whole thing is convoluted and silly. Yeah, and this... I think if you just take this plot for what it is, as far as um, you know, they have these things and they're going to do, they're gonna like make this thing appear. Bring at the Cybertron end. to Earth. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, if we're, just... gonna, we're gonna just say it. They're, you know, they've got these oops, these, <laughs> these things, which is not, you know, it's not that important. You're not really spoiling that much. You, you know, they've got these things and they're gonna bring Cybertron to Earth, which. You know, whatever, like the way physics works as far as that is concerned, <laughs> if you put two spatial bodies that close together. Anyway, um, it's it's pretty simple. Like that plot compared to the other movies is, but is a not. A third that of much. it tries to make it so like grander than it really is, and they yeah. just 
Yeah, they oh, try to create first. this mystery, but it's like it's so convoluted that I just find myself everything, zoning out. Zoning everything out that and, they set up in the first hour could like they they take fifteen minutes where they could take five. And they also you know? set up. Um, they also you know here's this actor. Remember them? Like yeah. they put so many like recognizable faces. Yeah, there's in a comedic little bit too moments. much callback to past movies, especially yeah. with John John Turturro. Or just like needs friends. John Turturro's character is. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, um, there's two things though. First of all, uh, everything revolving Patrick Dempsey was like in the second half was bizarrely McDreamy. cool. Yeah, like the second half when the turn with his character. Yeah, happened, that was interesting. Then it was cool. Yeah, before, before that, like, yeah. it was like this is weird. Partially because everything that's happening there, as far as setting Sam up as like he's having a hard time getting a job and he really wishes he were still a hero, is an interesting plot and a good place to take this character as a fan of the series, but they they take way too long. To, like, the the whole thing with um, uh, John Malkovich doesn't need to be in the movie. Oh, John Malkovich mm-hmm. was Does terrible not in, the need movie. To be in the movie. And I didn't think I'd ever and say that. And just hamming it up, yeah. It's like, John Malkovich did not need to be in that movie. Yeah, and he somebody was terrible brought him on and said, can you just chew scenery for a while? Cause, like, we because, like, we have some nonsense for you to do. Because John Turturro is in this movie for 20 minutes, so we need someone else to make this movie. <laughs> I don't not know good. why they spent so much time on John his workplace. Turturro. It ultimately served no purpose other than to have, like, one of the NASA guys there. Which, how is he, if he was part of those original missions, how is he that young? <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> the Asian guy. Ken Jeong. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, why is Ken Jeong in the movie? I forgot about yeah. that. That was weird too. Like <laughs> know, all of all of that stuff. And then they is try to balance him being really funny with him being serious and, and then creepy, him, too. And creepy. Yeah, sometimes the, like the natural Ken Jeong comes out and it's funny. You know, like the scene, the scene where he's he's like up, he's waiting in line behind the copier and he's sort of up behind that lady mm-hmm. and she turns around like you're being creepy and he's like what I'm next like yeah. that line is really that good funny, yeah. but then the things that are like written clearly written into the story horrible just yeah. like not doesn't play very well at all uh, yeah the first hour and a half is is and weird what did you guys um, think of Leonard Nimoy sort of as the voice of the uh, robot? I thought that was really disappointing I thought it was cool, except that it was distracting. That's the Optimus yeah. Prime and like most of the major. Uh, Transformer, Autobots, and Decepticon, I thought had terrible dialogue. They had like that cliched, like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to say it before I do it, you know, like, even though oh, I yeah. have to. I, or yeah. I'm, you know, here's the grand scheme of things that I want to remind you of, like, just those unnecessary lines. And that's what took me out of it. And the, even borrowing that one line from Star Trek. Yeah. That was kind of like, well, no, that I, needed, I, yeah. I, I knew there. going in that they were going to borrow a line from Star Trek. I thought it was going to be. A different one. I thought it was, no, I thought it was going to be "You are now, and always shall be my friend." Which, if they had said that, I'd have been. I was like, "No, you can't touch that one." That I thought you said that to Optimus Prime, though. No, am I thinking of something else? No, um, no, because that, like I said, I that would have heard it mad. somewhere in the movie. To me, I don't think he. I don't think he fit the character. Like to me, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't right. Really? really? Yeah. I, I, I just think he. I don't think he was doing a particularly good job, and I think it was Me distracting. Too. That I, I didn't think it I, was because I I kind of enjoyed that character and like what that character was. Well, was I, doing I like as I liked a, his, as a villain. I, I thought I, it was kind of cool. I liked his arc, but I didn't like Leonard Nimoy as a voice. Yeah, and to me, it just I don't know. It just didn't seem right. Like for some, he didn't have. God, it sounds so. You guys are gonna hate me. He didn't have presence mm-hmm. like, in the voice. Where you know when you hear maybe because Optimus Prime's voice is so unique. But, you know, to me, he didn't have the presence I felt that someone so important would have. And I don't know if it's the fault of the dialogue or if it's the fault that because he's old and can't 
I, I don't know. Uh, it, I, chalk, I chalk it up to something completely different, which is that, uh, unfortunately, like, it, voice actors do not get name recognition very often. No, yeah, There I are agree. a few, Nolan North, who does uh, uh, Nathan Drake. Love him. There are a few that do, but they are all really, really good at what they do. Voice Doing voice acting is not the same as just acting. Oh, no, I agree. And, uh, and unfortunately... Uh, Nine is a really good example of that sort of animated movie, Nine, that was chock full of, like, celebrity stars, not well voice acted. Like, you don't get a lot of emotion through it, mainly because those guys come on and they do their normal thing, and it doesn't actually work. And I would say it's probably that. Like, I can't think of something else where uh, Leonard Nimoy did voice acting. Pagemaster. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he did. But, but that movie probably doesn't hold up to when <laughs> yeah. I was eight. I, um, I have a question for you. Do you think um, Leonard Nimoy is a good actor besides... Uh, Ooh. Ooh. I'm just asking. I, I don't no, watch any of the Star I, Wars. I, I mean, so. Star Trek. Oh, but. oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think there's sort of a reason why he hasn't been in much other than Star Trek, and that's that, for one thing, he's kind of typecast, unfortunately. And I think, but I also think that he's... Like, the way he acts is very specific to that character and i think that's um, what the, the i mean you just hit on the head why i had a problem with that character is because to me he he didn't sound like uh like a powerful being to me you know yeah. and i think that's and i it sounds bad and especially if i'm on a, a, a my podcast that's called <laughs> real nerds but you know i it just to me he, he doesn't embody comes in no. slack he's been like in hibernation for about 60 years uh he yeah. was in star trek 2009 yeah, no, but that was the first thing he'd really done. In no, a talking while. about his character. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Even the part where he's on top of the building and he's shouting off to, and things, or he's telling off. Lines. Yeah, he's telling off Megatron. To me, it doesn't sound. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't play as well. It doesn't play well, and I think it. And and it, it especially in comparison to like you've got Megatron there, who I think is really well done in the last two 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 movies. I think I'm pretty sure it's still Hugo Weaving yeah. uh, doing that voice acting. And he does a great job. So even in this movie, like Megatron is sort of a small character, but every time he talks, I'm paying attention. Yeah. Like he, I still think he's uh, a, a good villain. So holding him, holding him up next to this guy, you're like, yeah, this is not. What was he doing at the end? Taking a breather. Yeah, <laughs> he's right? on top of the building. <laughs> he's like, like sitting there. He's we're gonna chains. win and we're gonna take down the Autobots. And then the next yeah. time you see him, he's like. He like fell was... down. Well, because he was on that, he was he like next to that tower, yeah. so he <laughs> fell down when they shot the other thing, and then he was just sort of sitting there. and He was like, "Well, I guess." And Starscream just—he got... was like, he was, you know, well, why doesn't he just? He was a little kill hurt. that chick. Like, that's a part know, two. Yeah. And also, oh, yeah. too, when well, why did they round up that. all the Autobots when the whole part before thirty minutes leading up to that they're just killing each other, and then they're going to take these guys hostage? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then the and then the, the professor guy. Oh, I'm a good chap. <laughs> Come on. That shit's terrible. We we have not actually talked about. You just hinted at it, but we have not actually talked about the absolute worst part of the movie yet, which is Rosie Huntington Whiteley, who just oh kills God. every scene that she's in. I know, like you know, well when she talks. Yeah, we talked which, about that this horrible, on the way over. That but, it's funny because I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you, but no. she uh, she has like two lines, and then have Sam come in and like finish off the monologue, so she yeah. doesn't talk a lot. Yeah. And my favorite slash worst part of the movie to me was at the very end where Michael Bay does his normal slow motion shot and it's all the army guys they all have guns and then right there in the middle is a supermodel yeah just walking too uh, I was saying this <laughs> when we walked out I said you know as 
as an idea, as sort of a spit in the face of Megan Fox, I love the idea that, you know, Megan Fox calls Michael Bay a Nazi, Steven Spielberg tells him to fire her, and as a result, Megan or Michael Bay casts a Victoria's Secret model to to replace her, which is like the ultimate insult in my in my mind. You know, of just oh, like this is all. I guess you... if you I guess if you look at it that way, right? Like where he's he, like, yeah, he's, I can put anybody in this part. And yeah, matter. that's literally what he's saying. Because you know he's funny. he's been doing Victoria's Secret model like tr- um, commercials for the past few years. Uh, so I'm sure that's how he met her, and he was just like, you know what, she. She'll do fine. <laughs> she can talk, yeah. you know. And with her mouth half opened. Yeah. And the first <laughs> shot, the first real shot of the story is just going to be her ass for about thirty seconds anyway. Uh, so it doesn't really matter, um, because of course Michael Bay, as has been said for many years, shoots cars like their women and women like their cars, which is, you know, ex- exactly how he does it here. Um, mildly offensive, but not distracting, I guess. But she's horrible. She's yeah, she absolutely is. horrible. She is. And, and luckily, she doesn't talk too much in the movie. I'm not saying I miss Megan Fox. I'm just saying I don't think that character needs to be there at all. I agree. I mean, what would happen if she wasn't there? I mean, Sam. Well, I guess supposed still... to give Sam or... a reason to do stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but he also had <laughs> or... a reason to like because he just wanted to get a job. So and getting were... back with the Autobots was enough motivation. There were a few good moments, I think, in the story that if she had been a good actor, could have been like really meant something but just totally get dropped um but the, i have a problem with the fact that like she's there and it ends up just being him saving her constantly which i'm like you know i've seen that can you know can she save him at some point just once <laughs> like just like just once she grabs him and pulls him out of danger like just once would be good you know what's funny is uh in spider-man 3 sam raimi didn't want mary jane to be the person spider-man saves and he got voted out by so many pictures and he, he i wish i could read the original script that he wrote for that movie because i think you know you turn it a little bit on his head because it's supposed to be gwen stacy and uh, it, the whole end battle was way different and then they forced him to put mary jane screaming and falling and so i'm sure it was probably the same thing i mean i don't know how much of a mandate well i guess they would because even spider-man made tons of money i don't know how much paramount would say hey you have to have this part in here and you have to have this part in here if you yeah. want us to make this movie oh i'm sure that at some point like if they turned into a script where they're like there are no women in the script they they'd go wait you're Michael Bay right like we we hire you because you will get every dude in America to go see your movies <laughs> like I mean that's what yeah. you do and how great of a couple years has Paramount had I swear every huge movie is a Paramount movie mm-hmm. yeah uh, and I also it's interesting you bring up Sam Raimi because on the way over here I was thinking it feels to me so Michael Bay's next movie is a 20 million dollar romantic comedy which sounds horrible to me um (laughs) mostly because of the word comedy in there because i don't think comedy has really worked in his movies since i don't know bad boys 2 armageddon (laughs) even comedy was pearl harbor like there there are there are jokes in the bad boys movies that i think work because will smith is really charismatic and martin lawrence is funny uh oh hell no yeah yeah that's my martin lawrence I, and if, if you were black, and my Will Smith, if, if you were black, I would be laughing. <laughs> right All now. my black guys are the same. Fried chicken eating. Oh, yeah, uh, there go some more listeners. <laughs> I'm just All kidding, right. guys. Come on. Now we're gonna get that one email we were wishing we got last week. <laughs> Send um, all your hate mail to realnerds.tumblr.com. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, his sense of humor in these movies, because 
the way he shoots it is part of where he's trying to get some humor like there's sort of a physicality there i think he wants to be sam raimi funny but has no idea how to yeah do it. like well that's there's how it, there's an art to it on, yeah guys, i'm trying <laughs> and you know i think too a lot of times the, that funny stuff's put in there for children oh yeah um and i think too the, one of the things that this is like a really nitpicky thing, but they always say the robots' names all the time. I yeah. think it's so it's association with it. So you can go to the store and say, "Oh, there, there's you know Optimus Prime right. or there's Bumblebee," you know, because they always say their name, and I don't think it's necessary. But yeah, well, I mean, if they were all people, they'd be saying their names at some of those points, but because like they say Witwicky's name a lot. Uh, anyway, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought the movie was cool. I was actually pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I, I had some moments I didn't like at all, but yeah. I mean, I can get past it because the some of the stuff is just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I said when we were And maybe I theater, liked it a lot, too, because I never saw the second one. So. Oh, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> you probably would have liked it more because that's how bad the second one is. I tried to instant cue it on Netflix. It's not available. Yeah. Uh, well, you need to watch that on Blu-ray because um, when it gets pretty it gets pretty well there's cool parts you know i did find myself getting distracted every once in a while when the robots would um transform and i'd look at all their little moving parts they had uh optimus had cool parts on his chest and oh yeah he uh they they've figured that out because in the last couple movies when they transform it ends up just being like a lot of pointy stuff and then they are now they're a robot and you don't feel like you're really watching um a car turn into a robot as much whereas this one like I think he also used the slow motion more and slowed things down a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So when you're watching, it really is like, hey, look, see how this part becomes this, you know? You, you felt like if you watched it lo- enough times, you could figure out how that all, you know. Yeah. Bridge of the Fallen, uh, one of my big gripes was that, you know, you go see this Transformers movie, I swear half the time that there's a change between, you know, car it's to... It's off screen. It's off screen. It yeah. just, the, can- the, the scene cuts away and they're driving. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, there is a lot of that. And this this one, I, dra- I can't think of a moment where they did that. So I, I noticed one. No, no, you're you're right. Well, uh, the they were I'm saying, too, that not... I mean, I didn't see number two, but I guess Michael Bay really listened to what the fans wanted. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they wanted to see the transformations and they wanted a bigger threat, I guess. I mean, they, I've never they seen want the, second they one. They want so the camera know. pulled back in the action yeah. so we can really see things better. I mean, yeah, I. It's pretty amazing for someone with his, like, ego, you know? Yeah, you know, people say he's a horrible jerk, but uh, I watch his movies, I really enjoy his movies, and as I, as I, especially these three, I can look at them and go, yeah, he, he has made huge improvements over these movies as far as the way he makes them. Um, you know, the second one is really racist and convoluted, but, uh, the action is still fun, um. And this one's spectacular and convoluted. <laughs> it's, it's less convoluted. It's it's honestly not that complicated. He also wishes he made the movie Apollo thirteen. <laughs> oh man, that would be horrible. I love that movie. Like, that was uh, the thing. I didn't get to make that movie, so I'm going to put it in this one. <laughs> yeah, three episodes. I made a comment about the fact that I I'm fascinated with the Apollo program, and so when they said this whole thing, when they made this whole story, I was like, oh come on, like. Don't take the edge. Like, don't abuse this thing I love for your story. I ended up being okay with that, especially yeah. they got the Rice College uh, um, speech in there at the beginning. And Buzz Aldrin had a cameo. Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> that's the biggest spoiler of the movie. Oh, sorry. Buzz freaking Aldrin walking onto the... I mean, it's not that important. <laughs> but, like, that blew my mind for a second. I was like, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin is <laughs> talking story. to Optimus Prime. Yep. That was a scene. That was cool. That was worth it. 
you know, for me. And I do like too. One of the things I didn't like, what kind of put me off as a trailer, is they always had Optimus Prime saying these lines. But they actually worked better in the movie when I saw mm-hmm. the movie. The part where he was talking to Francis McDermott, and he's like, you made a horrible mistake. Yeah. Like, the whole actual... That was really taken out of context yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. And so I actually agreed with him. Liked yeah. it more. And I actually kind of felt like he was mad. Like, the scene where he's supposed to be furious. I kind of felt like he was actually mad. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, so if I was to tell you to watch this movie, um, I'd get it on Blu-ray and just bookmark all the action scenes and skip over all the other crap. <laughs> But I I don't know. I got to say, I mean, obviously I'm going to say no. If you in any way enjoy these movies, you need to see it in theaters, period. Well, I think you should like, see it in 3D, actually. Yeah, that's and that's the other yeah. thing I was going to say is when when we got, we're at my house now. When we got home, I went up to my, my mom's room and I said, most likely tomorrow we are going to see this movie and we're going to see it in 3D. And the interesting thing is she looked at me and went, oh, we're seeing it in 3D? And I was like, yeah, but... Just yeah, trust me. And I mean, even last ep- uh, two episodes ago on Real Nerds, I said that I will not see a movie in 3D. And I actually left it up to James when we were going to go because he's a fan of it. I said, you know what? It's James' kind of movie. Um, I'm going because it's a movie he wants to see. And I, wa- I mean, I didn't really didn't want to see it. But Yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And it, well, you know, I, I thought it'd be more important for you to see it how you wanted to see it than for me to be like, I'm seeing it in 2D. Here's yeah. the thing. I'm usually the guy. Like, I had, like, ethical reasons to not go see it in 3D because mm-hmm. I think like now the 3D is even hurting 2D movies like when you yeah. see a 2D movie it might be too dark when I saw Super 8 for the second time I'm pretty sure it was too dark because they had the 3D filter on which makes me mad I don't like that and I want 3D to fail epically <laughs> because of that that being said this was really cool and I think that if you enjoy this kind of movie specifically Transformers movies you should see it in 3D um and it's there is we need to mention that when Ryan and I were sitting in line, not you, Ryan, other Ryan, um, who is not here right now, uh, we heard a guy say that the theater we saw it in is a newer version of 3D where it comes on some kind of hard drive thing that is different than the other 3Ds. That could be malar- like that could just be nothing. That could he may he may have made that up, but it it felt better. Yeah, I I, agree. I mean, to me, for me, who has really hated 3D me too. pretty much every time I've seen it, except for How to Train Your Dragon, uh, this is the easily the best live action 3D oh, I've yeah. ever seen. It, I think it's better than Avatar. Me too. Yeah. Well, I thought it, I think I, I I'm not I don't like Avatar at all, but this movie is better than Avatar for sure because I don't have weird ten foot tall blue things running around the screen that with saying terrible lines and terribly yeah. terribly paced movie. And it, and this movie's not trying to be anything more than it is. Yeah. Avatar yeah. Avatar wants to be a lot and fails yeah, at a lot of things. Some stupid Transformers green is echo like yo ego. dog, yo dog. Cars turn into robots, right? Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, agreed. All right, cool. Oh, Brad, what, 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 would you tell people to see it? Uh, I would say yeah, it's a good example of 3D done well. Um, and if you like lots of bombastic action, it's definitely top notch. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for anything more than that, you're going to be disappointed. So cool. like story-wise, um, it doesn't make me more interested in the Transformers brand other than I want more explosions and stuff. So <laughs> in Transformers Transforming, it succeeded in giving me what I disliked about the previous film is I actually see Transformers Transforming right. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, hey, thanks for listening. I'm Ryan. I'm signing off on Real Nerds. You know what? You can find us on Facebook. 
at Real Nerds. You can blog with us at Tumblr. Search Real Nerds. You can email me personally at rodstew2 at yahoo.com. Um, anything you guys want to add before we sign off? Um, if you're interested in more of our movie commentary, there's past episodes of Nebcast that feature our reviews of movies and uh, simultaneous commentary during movies. Yep, and you know, you can Nebcast has lots of funny stuff in it too. So yeah, make sure you listen to that. And next week, I think we're going to see Horrible Bosses is the only movie I want to see next week. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't remember the other movie that's coming out. Zookeeper. Zookeeper. We'll and I will not see Zookeeper. Oh, heck no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cool. So yeah, so uh, yeah, if you want to see a 3D movie, actually see Transformers. Oh, actually, I want to say one thing before we sign off. Okay. And I, you said you had something too. Oh yeah, yeah but I was going to do that after we were done. I was going to do like a... After. So, yeah, I figured we'd do like a fake outtakes thing. So it's like after we after we close the show, I want to talk about this thing. Well, so now they know it's fake. So Transformers: Dark of the Moon is the name of the movie. But did you notice through the whole movie they always said the dark side of the moon? Yeah, because I guess they couldn't get the in the title because of the Pink Possibly. Floyd uh, album. Anyways, also, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's also they all they don't know. Uh, the difference between the dark side and the far side of the moon, the, which aren't the same thing, because at one point they use them interchangeably, and I was like, wait, that's not what that means. Like, it <laughs> yeah. actually doesn't make sense because everything I, yeah. we see is not in the dark. We never see the dark side of the moon in the whole movie. Yeah, I know. That's what made me laugh, too. But maybe the dark of the moon re- is actually the the Autobot that's in the moon. The dark 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 of the moon. Of the moon. Just remember that when you watch it. It sounds like a it sounds like a werewolf movie. (laughs) Your mind. (laughs) Sounds like this this the sequel to The Wolfman. Yeah. This movie actually does have subtext. Dark of the moon. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. Alright. Anyways. Boom. End of show. So wait, so yesterday I was watching, um, I, I was waiting for Futurama to start, and so I ended up watching The Daily Show, which I haven't really watched The Daily Show in years, because at a certain point, it stopped doing satire to me, and it, they started getting sort of preachy, uh, which, it's not necessarily that the fact that I don't agree with them politically, it's just that I, I didn't think it was funny anymore. But anyway, I'm watching the show, and it's pretty funny, and then they get to the part where they're talking about you're aware of the the law that they just shot down in California about uh, creating sort of a censorship form yeah, yeah. for video games. I thought that John John Stewart was was kidding when he did this, but he was not. He started showing fatalities from Mortal Kombat and being like, "I don't want kids to see this. Like, I don't think kids should be able to go and buy this game." And I'm kind of wish this that this law had passed. It made me furious. It made yeah. me absolutely furious because it was clearly he, he for one thing he didn't know what he was talking about uh, because if let's say you were ten years old and you went up to the Walmart down the street and tried to buy Mortal Kombat you can't you actually can't yeah because there's already a rating system in place that if you go up there and try to buy that game it'll kick back and ask if you're eighteen and if you're not or don't have a parent with you you can't buy it so that's already in place plus. How many how many like ten year old kids have sixty dollars just sitting around and a car to get there? Like parents are already getting people to the place to buy oh. these games. Yeah, parents have to make the decision got, to even get them. There. I got ID'd but, when I bought Dead Rising Two. 
Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, you can't go in there and buy super glue or, or paint. You're definitely not buying Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but it was horrible to me being a fan of comic books and having spent as much time in college researching censorship as I did. Uh, it, it was not terrifying. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to pass, or I hoped California has been real weird lately. Um, but it's, you know, maybe the closest to that tyrannical ignorant and destructive form of censorship the comic book had i mean because what essentially would have done you wouldn't have been able to buy a game like mortal kombat in california exactly because as soon as you're gonna fine walmart for accidentally selling video games to minors you they're not gonna carry they're gonna stop carrying m-rated titles they've done that stuff they've done that plenty of times before and there's i mean every other medium right now Comics, not so much, but that's because they have a history. Every other medium right now censors themselves. They don't have really a government... Like, the MPAA is not really a government crackdown form of censorship. So why that would ever need to be in place, it, it, it made me so angry. Well, yeah, the problem is, is I think a lot of people are just so misinformed about all aspects of whether it's a video game, whether it's media... Um, I'm a firm believer of because I played Mortal Kombat when I was five or six. Yeah, I watch violent movies. There's a point where you're just crazy. There yeah, has, there's. I have never sat down at a video game and a movie and be like, you know what? This reanimated corpse butchering teenagers is real, and I bet if I do that and I get shot, nothing happens to me. I don't yeah. buy that defense at all. I don't think anybody is so dense and so sheltered that they do that. Everybody looks for an excuse. Why someone, uh, whether it's Columbine, you know, it's it's Marilyn Manson and was it yeah. Doom? Yeah. You know, or uh, they, they want excuses for people being fucking crazy and there is no excuse. They're just crazy. And that really irritates me. And that's why I get so um, built up about things like that, because I whether it's censorship in comic books, which I think is ridiculous. It was, was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was censorship in movies, I think, is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... Broken now. Yeah. I mean, that's why there's rating systems. And I actually... I like rating systems because yeah. I I might not... I don't like being carded for when I bought Dead Rising 2, but I understand why they do it. And I'm not going to be... I'm going to give them my ID and I'll get on with it. But I don't yeah. like that you, you know, you're telling me that I can't do this. Yeah. You know, and that's just... It, it's just... a very boxed in way of thinking and i think it'd be your decision to exactly and be exposed to what you want to be exposed to exactly and you know that's or your parents like if 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 there are kids who are out there who are playing mortal kombat who shouldn't be playing mortal kombat uh it's their parents it's it's on their parents i mean i i just had a run-in with this where you know i was talking earlier about my you know visiting my cousins and uh a year ago my my cousin's adopted a little boy from China and you know, he's still adapting and you know, he's still like speaking for him is still a little eh. But uh they told me a story about a moment where he had been playing a whole lot of Halo and they started seeing him sort of reflecting that violence in other places in his life where he was making jokes about like like when he would get mad he would make jokes about killing people and they were like, Okay, you need to stop playing Halo for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's the way to do that's it. That's responsible mean, he's also, parenting. Yeah, he's six. Maybe he shouldn't have been playing Halo. But even, you know... Even like, then... He's got older brothers and sisters. It's really hard to tell a six-year-old who's got four brothers and sisters who are older than him that he too, can't do what they're doing. That's good parenting. But, I mean, I would... If my child wanted to... I, I'm not a believer of censorship. So if my child wanted to play Mortal Kombat, I'd say, sure, play it. And then if any time they would start punching their sister or start punching people, I'd say, you know what? You're done. 
Yeah. Because that's responsible parenting. And you, you punish you punish them for that. Exactly. Not not, not for the Exactly. That's what, I hate censorship. It's my one of my biggest pet peeves. And I think that's why uh, things when you can do a podcast, you can do Twitter, you can do Facebook. I think it's changing the world. And it sounds kind of silly to say, but people in Middle East, they can't get away with it. They used to because yeah. I can sit here and take my iPhone and do this. It's like, oh, look, you're shooting people. You can say that, you know, you're not. But sorry, pal. Yeah. And, and that's one of the from I hate censorship. I think it's the most annoying thing that can possibly happen. Yeah. You and know, it, it, it's it's. It's not even coming from a place of really wanting to help people. Like, it's just exactly this weird uh, entitlement of like, well, I feel like this is wrong, and so I'm going to tell you that it's wrong. It's not... For a lot of lawmakers, it's just like, it's just, it's something they put, they're going to put on their scorecard. Like, <laughs> I accomplished this, and that's why you should vote for me again. And, and I'm okay with, like, I'm well, I'm not okay with it. I, it's wrong. Like, the, the way our politics works is really shitty, but... I'm okay with the idea that this guy in California was trying to pass this law, probably knowing he wasn't going to succeed, and he's been doing it for like five years now, uh, and they say it's because he's running for mayor or something like that. Like, he's he's probably using it to make himself look like a family guy, and yeah. what I can forgive that. The problem Sweet. is when it's somebody who I generally think, you know, even though I don't agree with him a lot, every time I watch Jon Stewart talk, I feel like this guy knows what he's talking about. He's yeah. at least done his research. He sees things differently than I do, but he knows what he's talking about. And this was a moment where I was like, you, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. You're completely. Again, it's just misinformed. Completely off the mark. Yeah. And I mean, I love Jon Stewart, but yeah. I mean, if I saw that, I'd be mad too, because I, I just don't, I don't like that. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's the same argument with, you know, gay people who cares. Yeah. You know, it's uh, just leave, just leave, leave people, alone leave people alone. And see what you know. That's all. That I matters. because you know we live twenty minutes from where Columbine happened, and I, I know people who went to that school. I know people whose sisters were there at the time that it happened. I, no, it has nothing to do with. Agreed. They they played these games or they did, like those kids were fucked up. Period. Exactly crazy. Yeah. Why can't you just be crazy? That's the problem, and that's you know that people always. That's a defense, that insanity defense people have a problem with because it is. I have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, the dude who walked up and shot that uh, senator and shot all those people, of course he's crazy. Do you really need to have an expert tell you that? Yeah. No, that dude should be locked away or should be fried. Yeah. I don't have sympathy for people like that. Sorry. Yeah. I will say that years of playing Mortal Kombat has made you think it's okay to murder kittens indiscriminately. It, yeah, that's, that's wrong, true. Ryan. I do shoot them out of rocket launchers that I keep. But only mm. kittens that. Laura doesn't own exactly or know about <laughs> exactly. I made that up right when when that. she when she's out of town. There's Facebook events started of come and watch. You know what's so funny about Kitten her? Snuff 2010 <laughs> <laughs> is no no matter how much I tell her that I like our cat Mia or how much I like let her lay on me. I'll always pick her up. I say, "All right, Mia, I'm tired of your fucking ass," and I'll like pick her up and like pretend to throw her. And Laura always does this. No, like I'm honestly gonna throw the cat. And then Laura tells the opposite side of that story of like, you know, he acts like he really hates that cat all the time. But every now, like the other night, I caught him like with the cat sleeping on his stomach, and we went, yeah, I mean, it's the <laughs> yeah. same, of course, yeah. duh, yeah, exactly. I don't like cats either. But earlier, I was at Ryan and Lisa's place, and their cat was really nice, and I was like, this is a cool cat. Yeah, that's nice. But if you claw me, I'm still gonna hate cats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't have a problem with the cat. Whatever. You know, she's nice. She just walks around and. You know, she's actually easier to take care of than my dog. Her, I put food in her bowl, I leave her alone, she leaves me alone. My dog, I have to walk around all the well, time. Your dog, you feed your dog a cat every day. Like, that dog is huge. Oh, yeah, he is big. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. That was pretty good. 
Yeah. Bye. Thanks. Bye.